0: This is Pound in Victory. Well, we want to welcome everybody to the podcast today. Hello, Chrissy. Hello. And uh, Carlos and Lynette are here. And we just appreciate everybody that's following us. Yeah. And we really uh, have a gratefulness for that. And anybody that wants to, feel free to do it. And we will appreciate it, so it's been a nice day, a little chilly.
1: Yep. We have snow forecasted for the first time this year.
0: Oh, well, they've been rolling 50-50, you know, so.
1: Wrong and right. Yeah,
0: so hopefully they're wrong this time. We can hold it off for a few more weeks with that. Yeah. So did you have a good week? Good. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Did you? Yes, I did. Good. Had a nice testimony come from yesterday, today. That little guy that got his hearing prayed for, he uh, got taken to the doctor and they said he's 100%.
1: Was it documented that he had hearing loss before?
0: Well, they told him it was uh, 95% gone the last time they were in there.
1: Really? Mm Mm-hmm. But it was Pastor Appreciation. Yeah. So you were appreciated.
0: That was nice. So this week I, w- I wanted to uh, do a little scripture reading. Yeah. For the sake of those that never read it. and
1: uh, <laughs> oh, Shots fired. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs>
0: just a lot of people don't, you know. So mm-hmm. if they hear it, you know, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word. So yep. uh, if they, uh, they don't read it, we can read it to them. Mm-hmm. And hope their faith comes.
1: Yeah. You said Luke, huh?
0: Yeah, Luke. But, you know, before you start reading, I wanted to say that this week, you know, it's very interesting, the belief patterns that people have. It it's quite remarkable that they can have such a range, you know? Yeah. So I was talking to a 15-year-old. Well, I found out today he was older than that. He was 17. Oh, but anyway. Um,
1: when they're that age, it hardly matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah.
0: But he, I guess he is 17, and uh, he's trying to make his way to the Lord and, mm-hmm. you know, pretty good strides. And, you know, the other night when we were having a Bible study and we were discussing things, he, he spoke up and he said, I believe I got saved when I had a vision from God. And he explained the whole vision to me. And when he got finished, I, you know, I didn't want to take nothing away from him. You know, I said, I don't want to, you know, say that that's not of God or it's not true. But I said, the Bible is very clear about salvation. And it doesn't say that it comes from dreams or visions. Mm-hmm. Even though God said he will give people dreams and visions. Right. That's not pertaining to your salvation because salvation mm-hmm. comes in one way in one way only and that's through Christ yeah so two days later I was talking to a person that's in his 40s and lo and behold he told me the exact same thing he said I got saved many years ago because I had a dream from God and that dream was so realistic he said that's the day I got saved and I let him talk and tell me all about it and I you know I said again I I don't want to take nothing away from your dream that you had from god Mm -hmm. but i will have to say this because i i said somebody else did did the same thing two days ago and i want to clarify it that the bible tells you that your salvation comes from the blood of christ the blood that he shed at the cross of calvary Mm -hmm. and then the bible is very clear on what to do to get that blood applied
2: yeah
0: so i said When people have these things happen, they've got to understand that it's not their salvation. Mm -hmm. Those are good things. God created them, and he lets you have them. But I believe it's just to unction you to move toward him to get saved. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's quite remarkable that so many have different ideas, you know.
1: There has to be precedent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think people understand that the Bible is sort of like legislation. Mm-hmm. In the kingdom, Absolutely. and there has to be legal precedent yes documented and if if it doesn't line up, then it's not it's like it's just how a court would rule on something they look at past precedent sometimes mm-hmm. they break precedent, but it's not often, and even then then it's documented, yeah, yeah, which is what you see between like the Old testament and the new testament mm-hmm. right exactly, yeah, but if it if there's nowhere in the Bible that God saved somebody via dream,
0: I know uh, Lynette and I were watching somebody a couple of years ago, and he was ministering in uh, in his own church, I think. But he was t- testifying to an experience he had in a flight, and in the plane, he was, um, um he said that in, in a whole oh, huge plane coming yeah. from overseas and it was full and he was sharing with somebody next to him and he said and then gold dust started coming down and he said that he got so excited and then he went on if I believe correctly doing this he other people got excited and they got involved you know and the more he spoke of it the more he called it into being all oh, pretty soon everybody in a plane got saved with gold dust falling on him well, The only thing I know is that I've never read that in the scriptures. And, you know, if it's some kind of experience God was doing, it still breaks his own word. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I can't accept that kind of thing.
1: So do you believe, though, of course, like, that's not, you're not going to get saved through a thing like that, like gold dust. But do you believe that, like, God's glory can be manifested in certain unique ways like that yeah I, yeah I believe that yeah
0: yeah that's why i, I think said, that's
1: the distinction yeah yeah
0: but i that's why i make it clarified that when they tell me they got saved by these experiences right i yeah. have to correct them and say your salvation comes from the blood alone the blood of christ shed on the cross of calvary and you have to make that application in your life yeah so <clears throat> i do have to correct them when they do that yeah um if, you, if somebody can't show me in scripture how that comes about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I have to reject it.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's too many people out there listening to, you know, give them any false impressions. Yeah. You know, you want to you be saved and you want to be saved through Christ and, and, and totally and thoroughly, you know. And the Bible says you will at that time take on the mind of Christ You'll uh, after your salvation. You know, that changes all things. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to bring that up, see, because when we read Scripture, the Scriptures are there for a reason. They're there for the edification of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And they have to be ministered in proper perspective. Yeah. <clears throat> and, again, we don't want to take nothing away from God's work. It's just, you know, if it's already written, it's written.
1: I think the fear, or, like, the risk is maybe a better way of saying it, is that there are people that live like the devil himself, and they could have a dream. Yes. The devil could give them a dream. And it gives them a false sense of security to stay in sin.
0: Well, it's really something that you brought that up. Because that same person, the one that's in his 40s, I said to him, I said, you know, people really have to be in tune with God. Because God is a miracle worker, you know. Mm-hmm. He, but he doesn't need anybody's help. Right. If he's going to do a miracle, he can do it on his own. He doesn't even need us. You know, mm-hmm. he, he can do it. But when that person was telling me that his salvation was secure that day, he had that dream. And I said, let me try to put it this way. If the Bible tells us Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Mm -hmm. but the Bible also tells us, and God said it himself, that he's the most deceitful of all creation.
1: Right.
0: To the point that if he could do it, he'd deceive the elect himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: all right so based on that i'm talking right to the guy's face and i said based on that i said if satan chooses to draw somebody away from god and mm-hmm. cut their salvation short he can he's the one that comes to steal kill and destroy he's the one that makes people sick and diseased
2: yeah
0: and all he has to do is just back off of somebody
2: mm-hmm.
0: he's the one that's going to destroy him he's mm-hmm. the one that's going to kill him make him sick so all he has to do is if they have this dream or a vision and they think God's involved in it, he can just back off and leave them in that state. Yeah. And they'll go around thinking that they've been saved for eternity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the word doesn't There's say.
1: people out there that believe that they've obtained salvation through LSD. Yeah. And having an experience yeah. with God. And then that they can continue to use drugs, hard drugs and alcohol in order to... Like, that's when they feel closest to God. Well, that's just alive from the pit, really. Yeah. Th- then they've never actually been close to God, because that's about as far as you can get from Him, right oh, there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You've experienced that firsthand.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, now that you brought it up, you know, when we start reading Scripture tonight, I hope they listen very carefully, because that will be addressed in the passages you're going to be reading here. hmm So... You know, what we'll do is we'll take off in Luke 1, 1, and periodically we'll just stop and discuss something. You know, I'm not going to have a direct, you know, number of verses to read before we say something, but at some point I'll just ask you to stop and we'll discuss what you read.
1: Okay. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, Even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed.
0: Now that's a good place to stop because Mm -hmm. with everything we discussed up to this point now i wasn't thinking of that while we were talking Mm -hmm. but there did it started out you know Mm -hmm. solidly saying that these things were founded and put into effect for people to read and get the knowledge that they need and it's established Mm -hmm. so it's not going to change everything jesus did he did and then when he was on the cross, he said, it's finished. My work yep. is finished. Mm-hmm. And the word is forever settled. And right. no, he's not going to change it. Man tries by rewriting Bibles. and Or
1: taking things out of context. Yes, so. absolutely.
0: A lot of that is done. All right, yeah. go ahead.
1: There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, um, a certain priest named Zacharias of the, of the course of, Abia and his wife was one of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth and they were both righteous before God walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the of the Lord blameless and they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they both were now well stricken in years and it came to pass that while he, he while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course according to the custom of the priest's office His lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. That happened a lot in the Bible. Yes, it did. Yeah. But the angel said unto him, fear not. And they always say that. The angels always tell you, fear not. For thy for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb.
0: All right. Now, so people understand who we're talking about is John the Baptist. Yeah. So John had a calling from God from birth that he was going to walk the walk he walked Mm -hmm. before God. And John was going to be the one that took the message to people to repent of their sins. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's the one that uh, was a forerunner for Jesus.
2: Yeah.
0: And I always like to point that out, that he was given the Holy Spirit in the mother's womb. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's pretty important to see because Jesus didn't come that way. Yeah. Jesus had to go to through the baptism in water and then the Bible tells us that the heavens opened up for him and the Holy Spirit came down to him. Yeah. All right? So here we got John who is you know a man called from birth filled with the Holy Spirit and he's the one that's bringing the message of repentance to everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the uh, the thing I'd like to say at this point is god works for people with a sober mind they're not perverted by anything that can twist the thoughts and the imaginations Mm -hmm. he has to have a sound mind if he's going to use somebody for a messenger for him Mm -hmm. and the bible repeats that over and over with different people that they had to walk in that purity before god could use them Mm -hmm. so when we read this story I, i always like to point that out because here john comes out of the wilderness you know and he's dressed like no, none other, and he's bringing a message from God, and people really have to pay attention to him.
1: Yeah, he acted pretty wacky. Yeah,
0: you would think so by the reading yeah. the scriptures. Right. Yeah. Very very out of the ordinary.
1: Yeah. So, and many of the children of Israel shall shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in, this, in the spirit and power of Elias.
2: Mm-hmm
1: to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel. Oh, the big guy. Yeah. That stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings and behold thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed
0: now because of this is so important i like to bring it out to everyone yeah all right because he had even a sliver of doubt that this was going to come to pass
2: yeah
0: yeah he just doubted god Mm-hmm. the angel of the lord came gabriel and brought a message directly from god that he's going to bear a child his wife is and they were both stricken in age they were, she was uh, uh had a dead woman at that time
2: yeah
0: so here the angel is telling him exactly what's going to take place and he doubts it because of the flesh yeah all right now this is important because people got to realize that at that point he's got a message from god that has to be carried out And when he doubted, and I said, like when I go through classes with people, I like to point this out because I said, there's nothing stopping God from doing that today. Mm -hmm. So it would be wise that we just listen, get a word from God, and we'd be obedient to it because how would you like it in today, in 2023, doubt God, and he has to turn around and take your ability to speak away from you so you don't get in his way. Yeah, And that's exactly what happened right there. That man could not speak another word because of his doubt, and God couldn't deal with it.
1: Somebody the other day posted something that said, like, if your thought begins with, but what if, Mm -hmm. or but what about, then that's doubt, and you should disregard that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically what he's doing. But what about the fact that we're old and all those things?
0: See, I testified. I believe in one of the uh, one of the uh, podcasts that when God came to me to pray for a man's job,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I only got a couple of words out of my mouth, and He cut me right off. And right. one was, "What about?" What about? Yeah. And I was talking about his uh, guilt that he was under, mm-hmm. and you're going to do a miracle, and He cut me right off, and He said, "That's between him and I." Yeah, He will deal with that. Right. And then my next question was, "What? What about?" And He cut me off again, and mm-hmm. I was going to say. Oh, well, what what's the reason for even praying for his job right. with all the guilt behind it? You know, he cut me off again, stopped me right in my tracks. And he said, um, the reason you're doing it is so his family doesn't suffer, his wife and his children.
1: Isn't it funny that we're so willing to ask God for his rationale? Mm-hmm. On the basis of what? And he's like, are you kidding me? Right. Yeah, you're talking to have, God Almighty. And the people in the Bible... Like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all these people—they didn't have a Bible, right—to go off of. So they like had to just trust what he was saying to them, like absolutely, literally saying. And <laughs> I just think it's funny where we're like, well, we do that. The
0: other thing is that you know they take their um, antitrust and they move on it. Uh, God's totally capable of doing anything he's, he's going to do. Yeah. So, for a human being to stand and doubt him into his face, you know, when I when I did that at that time, I never mentioned it again. I just mm-hmm. shut right down and I said, okay, you know, you're God. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And, you know, that came to fruition. So, it, it's a very uh, serious matter. And I, I, I want to throw this in because it just came back to my memory. Um, there's a young guy, he was ministering, you know, and um, he, he got really wacko in his mm-hmm. ministry and god had to shut him right down you know because he started doing things and saying things that it totally contradicts you know the character and the nature of god in the bible mm-hmm. and god says he never changed he's the same yesterday today and forever yeah so what you got to do is read the bible and find out what happened to people when they did that type of thing mm-hmm. you know and then stop yourself from doing it yeah because we were in a big meeting when he did that, and we never did go, s- stay and f- listen to his ministry when he started uh, getting real um, arrogant and cocky before God, and you know calling him uh, Old Flake. and we just quietly never said a word back and forth to each other, and mm-hmm. we just got up and walked out, you know, yeah. and we didn't want to be a part of it, you know, and his 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 ministry fell hard mm-hmm. later in years. You know, probably fifteen twenty years later, and he much. I think the way it was sounded, he lost everything.
1: And you hate to see it, but you can yeah. see where they took a wrong left turn. Looking back,
0: right. And when you know, the Bible tells us God's the same yesterday, today, yesterday, today, and forever. And I can't get over how many people want to quote that, and mm-hmm. then they don't apparently read exactly what God's capable of doing because He has to have things in purity. Yeah and he's willing to take somebody's voice away he's willing to stop them in the tracks because his his will has to be carried out
1: yeah so the verse says i don't know if i finished it but it says and behold thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season amen he literally said it's because since you brought that up <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can't believe what i'm telling you right now just shut up until it happens
0: yeah and, and you know as we continue to read people mm-hmm. can see the light of this whole thing yeah. but you, you can't get in god's way and expect that to go smoothly right you know if he if his character in nature is that he's holy he's pure he's righteous you know mm-hmm. you don't call him down to a lower level
1: right and the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple, and when he came out he could not speak unto them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them, but still remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration had were accomplished, he departed to his own house, and after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself for five months saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou thou that art highly favored the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be and the angel said unto her fear not see again they always say yes hold on chill out um mary for thou hast for with God nothing shall be impossible that's where people skip to yeah yeah right there and, and and
0: it takes total faith and trust in God when he said something yeah so when you know the one of the things that I want to bring out here is that she was barren and God allowed her to have a baby you know yeah. when it, when Mary said I have no man you know um, she she doesn't a, know a man. Yeah, yeah. and and when the, when that term is used in a in proper the Bible, yeah, yeah it, when it used the uh, right interpretation of it, you know, back in the Greek and the Hebrew, yeah, that to know someone meant they want to be intimate with them. Right. And she was not,
2: mm-hmm. so she
0: was a virgin. But she knew him, and never she was she was acquainted in, with him. Yeah, and I think the Bible says she was engaged to him, but they had not went anywhere with it. So the word of the Lord came to her that she was going to bear a child. And mm-hmm. uh, these things are really important, and I wish everybody oh, took yeah. the time says, to read them.
1: It says espoused
0: yeah. to a man
1: yeah. whose name was Joseph. So
0: Yeah, and in, 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 in the view of the Lord, you know, that, that, that whole idea about purity and, you know, when he put man and woman together in the garden, what did he do? He took a, a virgin man and a virgin woman and brought them together yeah. in uh, holy matrimony. And mm-hmm. they be, then they knew each other through that experience. Yeah. So when you read that and it talks about somebody knowing someone, that's that's what it's talking about. There's no intimacy there prior. And that's a powerful thing to re- remember about this whole
1: thing. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Not a lot of people are that quick to agree. Like, okay, you said it. Yeah. Let it be. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out loud... With a loud, spake out with a loud voice, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is, is this to me, that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord.
0: Now that's really powerful. Okay, yes. so both these women now i want to, I wanna throw this in there. Mm-hmm. when she was elderly and barren, um in the Bible days, you know things don't, things don't look like that today, but in the Bible days, if a woman didn't bear a child, they were looked at and looked down on like a leper, mm-hmm. you know that that they discounted them as being public uh, you know acquaintance with anybody, mm-hmm. and so when when this happened with her. Um, Elizabeth, it, it was a really powerful thing, you know, yeah. because it, I don't really know if we read it or it's coming up, but she said, thank, God, thank the Lord for taking away my reproach. Mm-hmm. And it was just totally uh, miraculous, and a lot of things like that happen yet today, and God should be getting the glory for it.
1: Yeah. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden for behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed for he that is mighty hath done to me great things and his and holy is his name and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation he hath sh- shown me strength with his arm he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts He hath put down the mighty from their seats, and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath holpen his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever, and Mary abode with her about three months, and returned to her own house, Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had shown great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name and they made signs to his father how he would have him called and he asked for a writing table and wrote saying his name is John and they all mar- and they marveled all and his mouth was open immediately and his tongue was loosed and he spake and praised God oh cuz he couldn't talk so they were like here <laughs> yeah write slid, it down slid it down. the piece of paper across and they're like write down what you think his name is and he wrote down John that's hilarious yeah Um. <laughs> isn't that funny like if you picture it Yeah. anyway Um, <laughs> and he sp- spake and praised God and fear came on all that dwelt round about them and all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea and all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, "What manner of child shall this be?" And the hand of the Lord was with him.
0: I, I like to read that to people and, and get them to discuss it, you know, yeah. because God's the same today as he was then. Mm-hmm. He, at any moment he could choose to pull somebody out and have them do something for him, and if they w- come with doubt and unbelief, he has to do something about it. Because he doesn't want man getting in his way.
1: But how many people, how many women, especially nowadays, that are older, (laughs) if an angel came to them, they're like, okay, you're going to have a baby. (laughs) I I don't know a single woman, maybe, I can't can't think of one off the top of my head that wouldn't have reservations. Or be like, wait, what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, yeah, God, have your way in my life, but certainly not that. (laughs) I mean, Mary was the most willing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She was
1: like, okay, if you say so.
0: Yeah. That's why
1: he chose her, obviously, because he knew her. But see, the the other
0: thing with uh, Elizabeth was that reproach thing. Yeah. You know, she was willing, even at her age.
1: She wanted to do something.
0: Yeah, because in society, she was cast out. Yeah, and and that could have really been a devastating and hurtful mm-hmm. thing for a person, you know.
1: Right. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, "Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for He hath visited and redeemed His people, and hath ra- raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of His servant David." And He spake by the mouth of His holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel.
0: All right, now I I want to point this out, because um, in order for somebody to see a ghost, somebody has to die so a spirit's loose to roam around. Uh All right, so we pay attention to this because the Holy Ghost had not came because Jesus had not came, died, and rose again. Mm -hmm. So this is prior to the resurrection. The only people in the Bible that got filled, and that's what it said, filled with the Holy Ghost, was John in the womb. At birth, the mother, and now when the father was obedient, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and th- those are the only three you're going to read in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Other, than, you know, when when Jesus came, that's a whole different story. All right. right. Uh, so I want to point that out to people because God can do anything God wants. Yeah. And one of the things He doesn't do is violate His own plan. You know but they were a part of his plan. Mm-hmm. And, and See, God won't, doesn't want to do anything without it done through purity and holiness and righteousness, yeah. and therefore he had to have these people devout enough to be obedient, mm-hmm. willing to do what God wanted, that they could get that spirit before the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I don't see any other place in the Bible that does that. Right. But what we should do is be very alert that if God wants to do something, he can do anything.
2: Yeah.
0: The Bible says there's nothing impossible to him that believeth, that yeah. believeth that God is God. And that's a powerful thing, you know, because Zechariah was the last one. But when he refused to put uh, Zechariah on, on the birth certificate there, uh, yeah. he said it's got to be John. And then he got his voice back. He was back to normal. Mm-hmm. So you know, sometimes when we're you know just sitting right in the in the room and we're doing a Bible study about this, you know, I I question people like that. I say, "Well, how would you like to defy God and have Him take your voice away mm-hmm. until you're obedient? You know, no matter how long it takes, you're going to be voiceless until you come in line. You know, because nothing's stopping God from doing what God wants, but we surely don't want to go that route." You know, We don't want yeah. to lose our voice to get something accomplished. All right. W- where are you at?
1: That was the end of the chapter.
0: Okay. Um, what, I, I, what I'd like to do is start in chapter two and see where we go here for a minute.
1: I was just going to say, too. I mean, he had told the angel, Gabriel told Zechariah and Elizabeth that his name had to be John. Yeah sometimes I think well, what would have happened if he had because there's a lot of people that are very vain and they're like no I want him to be junior because they waited so long to have a kid.
0: Well that's that's just it. See that was that was a law with humanity. Yeah. That firstborn had to receive the name of the father and, that's something. and they were breaking that.
1: They had to buck it yeah. in order to
0: and that's why it was so shocking to everyone you know because man that was a given thing right there. You don't mess with that.
1: And the wife's word was not final it had to come from him Mm -hmm. he had to say it i just think that's interesting yes it is okay and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from caesar augustus that all the world shall be taxed and this taxing was first made when serenius was governor of syria and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up to Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was one of the house of the, and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them at the inn and there and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night and lo the angel of the lord came upon them and the glory of the lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid and the angel said unto them fear not for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. How do you not just, like, drop dead? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be terrifying? Yeah.
0: It shook the world. Yeah. It really did.
1: Because they're just like out in their pasture.
0: You know, I do want to say this before we go any further. Mm-hmm. That when when Christ was born, yeah. and we're coming up on Christmas season. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize this, but we're coming up on Christmas season, and people go back into Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and they, they talk about this at Christmas. Uh-huh. And it says, unto you a child was born.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and people just don't put the connection in there. Right. Because in Isaiah 9, 6, they said, what is the name of this child that's being born? But the almighty God, the heavenly Father, the Prince of Peace, you know, all the names of God himself. Yeah. So when the child was born, he comes from the seed of God, and he comes on the scene, and it is God robed in the flesh. Yeah, and a lot of people don't comprehend that, and therefore they fall short in in uh, worship. You know, they're cutting God short of His worship because He chose to come redeem humanity from the fall in the garden. Yeah, when Adam and Eve fell, that caused sin to come down through flesh for yeah. the rest of the, their lives. Mm-hmm. Any time somebody was born, they were born into flesh, and flesh is recognized as sin ever since Adam's fall. Mm-hmm. And we have to get out of that situation by the born-again experience. We have to give our lives to Christ to get out from under that bondage. So, again, we already read it once in John 3 um, when Jesus was approached by um, Nicodemus mm-hmm. asking about his salvation, what he had to do. Yeah. He told him, and I want to remind people because we already been through this once, Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, whatever's born of flesh is flesh. Yeah. Whatever's born of spirit is spirit. Yeah. So every person that through the Adam's fall, they come born into this world what from what seed? The seed of flesh.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay? So every one of us have an earthly father that brought us into the world. That earthly father was sin, and he brings us in as sin. The only way out is to be born again and yeah. get the seed of God in our lives and his blood and his resurrection. And it's really a tremendous thing to think about, and I don't think a lot of people do. That's why they just sing sweet songs at Christmas and just let it go, you know, Mm -hmm. and don't take the time to really meditate on what's taking place right here.
1: Yeah. Uh, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, and Joseph, and the babe, lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they had made known abroad the saying which were told to them concerning the child. And all that they that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Which, by the way, so they had like this big situation, Mm -hmm. encounter, we'll call it, Yeah. with not just one angel, but many. Yes. But that didn't save them. They still had to go find Jesus. Absolutely. They didn't, it wasn't a dream or a vision, any of those things. the angels coming to visit didn't save them no they knew that they had to still pick up and go find him
0: absolutely yeah
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. and when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child his name was called jesus which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb and when the days of her purification according to the law of moses were accomplished they brought him to jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written, because this is all law. They had to do this yes. legally. Yep. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle, two turtle doves.
0: Yes. Uh, you know the, the And thing, two young pigeons. All, all that was based on income. A wealthy yeah. person had to bring an oxen as yeah. an offering. But they were poor in the flesh, so they they got by by just bringing two pigeons, wasn't it? It was two turtle doves and
1: two pigeons. Yeah. Or two, wait, excuse me, it says or. Yes. So that must be where they get that, two Mm -hmm. turtle doves and a partridge and a pear tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him.
0: Now, I want to point that out, okay? Yeah. Because I just said that uh, Zechariah, his wife, Elizabeth. and John, they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit, okay? Yeah. Now, here we are with the coming of Christ. Yeah. He's born. Yeah. Now, he is the Christ. Yeah. So, Simeon, the priest that was going to put his blessing over him... Mm-hmm. He he was, he, this is how it said it, the Holy Spirit came upon him, yeah, not in him.
1: The Holy Ghost was upon him.
0: Yes. Now, God came down and put the blessing on him to do what he had to do, but he was not filled with the Holy Spirit. That's got to be understood by people. You have to go through the proper steps of salvation to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Back in the Old Testament, God could have a, put a spurt of power on somebody to get them to do what he wanted them to do. But the moment it was done, it was over. Yeah. They didn't have that power all the time. Mm-hmm. And we got to pay attention to that, and that took place right there with Simeon. All right, go ahead.
1: And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when... The parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, they then took him up in his arms and blessed God, and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against, yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Azur is how he said she was out of a great age and had lived with an a husband seven years from her virginity and she was a widow of about four score and four years which departed not from the temple but served god with fastings and prayers night and day and she coming in that that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all things according to the law, they returned the child into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him.
0: How far are we? Uh,
1: That's right before Passover.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I want people to really pay attention now if you're listening. I want you to get the grasp on this, you know, because it's very important for everybody now. Because we're talking about Jesus. He was brought for a dedication service when he was a child. Mm -hmm. And then the dedication, see, because a lot of people, they baptize their children. And scripturally, that wasn't done. It wasn't in the Bible but they would come to a dedication service and bring their baby for that reason. The dedication service is absolutely more for the parents than it is the child because they have to vow at that time that they're going to do everything in their power to bring that child up in the admonition and nurture of the Lord. So the dedication service is mainly for the parents, not for the child, because that comes later, okay? All right, go ahead.
1: Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. So he just was like, he just hung back. Yeah. And they had no idea. <laughs> um, but they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey yeah <laughs> whoops home alone part one right yeah yeah uh-huh. and this is the, the salvation original. of humanity yeah <laughs>
0: i i would, kind of joke about that when we we're doing the baptism classes
2: uh-huh
0: i said how would you like to be in the shoes of joseph and mary
1: i thought but, you had them
0: <laughs> yeah and and they they said you know the thing is they lost the sal- salvation of the world <laughs> wow yeah what an awful situation You lost the salvation of humanity.
1: Imagine the pressure. Yeah. Okay. And they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. Oh, my mom would be so mad if she had to go all (laughs) the way back a whole day's journey. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him. So... (laughs) Not only did they have to take a whole day back, but it took them two days to find him once they got there. Right,
0: right, that's pretty sad.
1: (laughs) And after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou, thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they, understood, and they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man.
0: Okay, now I want to say something here. First of all, when people got the idea of baptizing babies, yeah. it wasn't Jesus that put that plan together. It wasn't. And it was Constantine. Yes. Okay. He started it because there were so many dispute and arguing who was a Christian and who wasn't. He said, let's just do this. Let's just start baptizing them at their birth and declaring them Christians. Yeah. Okay. That is false, false, false. Now, I want to I also say this. He was 12 years old when he was left there at the... Jerusalem, and he was ministering in the temple, 12, right? huh Now, if you think about this, because people just grab that idea of 12 to make it the age of accountability for someone to know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. I always say, I think it was about four or five at least, because at 12, he's in the temple disputing with the, the priest and straightening them out on their doctrine. Uh-huh. So at 12, he had to be well-versed before he ever got to that point.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: He had to know exactly what he was doing, you know, way younger than that. And I always use my one granddaughter for an example with that because when uh, my granddaughter was born, I watched her at three and four manipulate her mother and dad. Mm -hmm. And I thought, she's well enough on the way to know the difference between right and wrong right now when she's manipulating the parents. Mm-hmm. And knows exactly what she's doing, so Jesus, when he was left there, you know unintentionally
1: they understand that they can do it, and they start to learn that they can they don't a child doesn't fully grasp consequence per se, right. but they they know what they can do life like anybody that has kids or has been around kids, you've watched them where you're like, "Don't touch that, and they're like maintaining eye contact with you. And they're like, what, this right here? And they touch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: But you know, when it comes to right and wrong, he, he had it. Yeah. Jesus did. And he was at 12 years old. He was already yeah. well versed with doctrine to know that he could correct these people mm-hmm. that were doing wrong. Yeah. So that's a thought that people have to, have to really grasp mm-hmm. because you can't let your children just run rampant and over the top of you because you're responsible. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were. They were responsible for him. But to get him to that point where he could sit in that uh, temple and correct the rabbis, that's really something. Mm-hmm. So people don't talk to their kids about salvation. They don't talk to their kids about giving their lives to Christ. And some of them have even blatantly said, well, I want my kid to sow his wild oats now while he's young. So, well, they could also die in that time, too. Mm-hmm. instead of teaching them right from wrong, right off, get, off the get-go, they, they say, well, let them go ahead and sow their wild oats and get out there in car accidents and drunk and drugs. And or all have that.
1: them do it at home where I can take care of them. I oh, can yeah. see what yeah. they're doing. At least they're safe here. <laughs> How many times have you heard that? Yeah. yeah,
0: but it's not doing nothing for their spiritual life. No. Not no. at all. All right, so it's important to read this and understand how God does things. Mm-hmm. And people really have to take time to read the Bible for what it's saying.
1: So now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of Eteria, Iter- I'll never be able to say it correctly, and of the region of Trachonitis and Lysanius the tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Caiaphas, being the high priests, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness, and he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Esaias, the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Then said he unto the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto abraham and now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees every tree therefore which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire all right now i
0: I gotta stop you Mm -hmm. all right here here it jumps into john's coming into the fullness of his ministry john the baptist yeah so baptism wasn't there until john brought baptism and he's bringing it to adults, not children.
2: Yeah.
0: All right? Because dedication is what Jesus did, and you, they have to follow the suit. All right? So you dedicate your children. You come into a house of God where they are Bible-believing people, and you do a dedication service for your children. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Now,
0: that's a very important thing for people to do. So if you don't do it, you're already starting off on the wrong foot with how you raise your children. Then John, he comes on the scene with his ministry, and the Bible says that he was out in the wilderness, and he come into the, the desert, and he starts preaching Christ, all right, and the baptism for the remission of your sins. Now, this is important because some Bibles have taken, uh, and taken that word remission out, and they put uh, forgiveness in there, all right, for the forgiveness of your sins. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference between those two. The forgiveness is something that stays there. You know, it can stay hanging there. But remission <laughs> annihilates it and puts it totally out of out of existence.
2: Right.
0: And that's why that's so important. Now, now I want to back up just a little bit because when John came on the scene, he came out there and he when he's seen the Sadducees and the Pharisees coming across the desert, desert to him, he's, you, you just read this terminology. He said, you bunch of vipers, who warned yeah. you of the wrath to come that you're out here <laughs> for help? Mm-hmm. I always point that out to people because there's two entities in the world, God and Satan. God and Satan. Mm-hmm. There's two powers at work. Humanity's in the middle of that. You've got to pay attention here because if you're not deliberately, purposely giving your life to Jesus Christ and born again of his spirit, his blood being applied to your life, you're automatically serving Satan <clears throat> because there's only two entities. If you're not purposely doing the one, you're automatically doing the other. As harsh as that sounds, that's a fact, because there's only two ways to go, God or Satan. So we have to purpose, you know. And when he said, you're, 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 the, you're vipers that are coming across the, you know, the desert to come for help, who warned you? That's why he called them vipers. If they're not, their father isn't the father in heaven,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: the father on this earth, right. Satan. And people have to realize that.
1: And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and saith unto them, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. Then came also publicans to be baptized, and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, Excuse me. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him saying and what shall we do and he said unto them do violence to no man neither accuse any falsely and be content with your wages and as the people were in expectation and all men mused in their hearts of john whether he were the christ or not john answered saying unto them all i indeed baptize you with water but one mightier than i cometh the latchet of whose shoes i am not worthy to unloose and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and will gather the wheat into his garner, but the chaff he will burn without fire unquenchable. And many other things in his exhortation preached he unto the people.
0: Yes, amen. We're gonna quit right there. Right. And people gotta realize this, that John came with the baptism, of remission of sins, mm-hmm. the baptism in water. All right. And we're going to get into that deeper later. But you know, people have to know exactly where help comes. And it's through Christ. And he just said, "He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. The fire that will come from the Spirit of God to purge out everything that's not supposed to be in you. And he'll make you clean and whole." Mm-hmm. And we thank, for, thank everybody for coming and listening today. And I'm, I'm going to believe that God's word is going to take root in your, in your being, and you're going to come to know him eventually listening to these podcasts. God bless you for coming. We appreciate you very much.